Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Don't Go Broke Trying. I am your host, Renny. And on this podcast, if you this is maybe your first time listening, we teach people how to not go broke trying to live their best life. This is our very last episode of 2022. I'm super excited for the next year that's coming up. Like, I'm so excited for 2023. And today, in this episode, I'm going to be telling you how I'm preparing my finances for the next year. So are we ready? Are we ready to get into this? This is our very last episode of the season as well. So season one is coming to an end and season two will begin next year. So before I get into our topic for today about finances, I'm just going to give a quick overview of the year and how it's gone. Because again, I say this in every episode, how grateful I am to all of you for listening. But like I just got our Spotify wrapped and I'm so grateful for the love and the support that you all have shown this podcast. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, and I can't wait for next year, as I said. So let's get into it. If you don't know what Spotify Wrapped is, it's essentially an overview that Spotify does of your year on the platform. So we launched this podcast in May of 2022. It's been, how many months is that? I'm not going to math. Eight months, nine months, eight months, eight, something like that. We have a lot of stats to get through. So let me start with the first one. We have released 28 episodes in these eight months. I'm, I'm really giving the content to you guys. Like, I'm really I'm really pushing it out, getting you the best guests possible. So I hope you're all giving me a round of applause for, for that. So 28 episodes, over 1,000 minutes of content, which is a lot, in my opinion. 1,000. It's actually, I think they said it was, let's see, 96% more minutes than other creators in the education category. So we're really doing the damn thing. And then we have been seen in 44 countries across the world. Like I was seeing that we have been showing in Qatar, in Saudi, in Thailand, like literally countries that I would never have thought that people knew me. So I'm so grateful to all of you for listening. The top five countries that we had were Canada, number one, number two, United States, number three, Nigeria, bop, bop. number four, United Kingdom, and number five was Australia. And I'm just like, again, I know people, you know, can listen to podcasts from anywhere in the world, but like Australia is on the other, literally the other side of the world, down under, you know, with all the spiders and the kangaroos and stuff. (laughs) Sorry if that was ignorant, but yeah, I am like super happy that our fifth largest audience is in Australia. And if you have list, if you're listening and you don't see your country up there, I would really love if you would share this podcast episode or what your favorite podcast episode with a friend so that they can also watch this and maybe your country will be appearing in the top five for next year. Another stat that we had was that our podcast was in the top 5% most shared globally. Do you know how crazy that is? Like there are so many, po- like I'm a podcast junkie. I listen to so many podcasts every week. And ours is in the top 5% in the world. Mad, oh, mad. Very, very mad. And like, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm so grateful. Another thing is Spotify categorized my listeners and their personality type. So the personality type of the people who listen to Don't Go Broke Trying are the dev- devotee. And that's essentially when, our fan- when my fans love a podcast, they really love it. They're quick to support new releases and they play their fa- favorite episodes over and over and over. 
this is the type of fan that I am when I listen to podcasts, so I am very excited that you all are similar to that. And if you want to share your favorite episode online, that would be great. Like, go share it with a friend, go share it on your WhatsApp story, on your Instagram story, wherever you're listening, or whatever your mo- favorite social media platform is. I would really appreciate if you would share. The last thing that I want to highlight is that our listeners scored our podcast a five out of five which is super cool like most podcasts don't get five stars so I'm very grateful and if you have not yet left a review on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on I would love I would I'm actually begging I would I would I'm begging you (laughs) to please leave a review on one of those platforms a five-star review ideally just tell us what your favorite thing about the podcast is what you like most uh, what you're looking forward to next year anything and I read every single review so please leave it and it would mean the world to me and and in other news we also have a new home for don't go broke trying so right now I'm posting episodes on my personal YouTube channel X already but for 2023 big things are loading so we're actually gonna start a new platform for don't go broke trying we have a new home and that is going to be the don't go broke trying youtube channel so you can go over i'll leave the link in the description box and you can go and subscribe to the don't go broke trying youtube channel and you know follow us there all the videos will be posted there and separate from my personal channel so that was a lot of updates but i hope that you enjoyed hearing it as much as i enjoyed saying it to you because again i'm so grateful for all of you and i can't wait to see what 2023 has to offer if you want to tell me who you want to see next year, I would love that. Let me know what guests you want to see, what topics you want to hear about. We have a lot of exciting things planned for 2023, and I can't wait to share it with you. So are we ready to get into this week's episode? Today, I'm going to be telling you six things that I am doing in this last month of 2022 to prepare my finances for 2023. So I wrote them all down. If you see me looking down, that is why. Okay, so the first thing is I am going to review all of 2022 and see what went well and what went wrong and I always encourage people to do this like it's one thing to set goals and achieve goals but like are you looking to see what went well and what went wrong because oftentimes things will go wrong and we just overlook them but if we never actually take the time to review them then we can't improve for next year so one thing that I'm going to be doing is I'm going to look back through my bank statements from the past three months and see, was I able to stick to my budget? Did I invest as I wanted to? Did I save as much as I wanted to? Did I enjoy my life as much as I wanted to? These are the questions that I always like to ask myself. And also, I like to ask myself if I stuck to the regular reviews of my budget that I plan to do. Because a lot of times we make our budget, maybe we don't stick to our budget, but then are we reviewing our budget month over month or week over week to make the changes that will allow us to actually stick to our budget. A lot of times we create budgets that are unrealistic for us and that defeats the purpose of budgeting. So my suggestion to all of you is to do regular reviews of your budget and go back, look at your budgets from the past three months. Have you been able to stick to it? If not, let's make something that is a bit more realistic so that we are not feeling bad about budgeting, but instead we're making something that we can actually stick to. For example, if groceries were $300 a month, that you were spending in January, but by December, you say it's $500 a month. Let's analyze that, okay? Is it that inflation is inflation in, or is it that there is just bad spending on our part? It could be either one, so I want you to actually deep do a deep dive into your spending habits over the past three months, or even the whole year if you can. 
another thing, just to end this off, is I want you to look at what went well. As I said, oftentimes we look at the, the bad and it, it gets us discouraged. We don't even want to talk about finances anymore, but what went well with our finances? Did you set a goal? For example, I set a goal to invest $20,000 this year, but I invested closer to $25,000 this year. So I, was, I set a goal. I was able to achieve it. So I should look at, okay, how was I able to achieve it? What are the things that I did that allowed me to achieve it? And then how can I replicate this for next year? So those are some questions that I want you to ask yourself. Okay. The second thing that I'm going to be doing to prepare my finances for 2023 is I'm going to analyze my contribution room. Now, this one is for the Canadians here, but I'm sure there's an equivalent in your country, depending on what, what country you are in. Um, but I'm going to analyze my contribution room in my investing account. So if I want to invest $30,000 this year, let me look at all of the different investing accounts that I have available and see how I can divide these things. So if you're in Canada, we have these things called registered accounts. And these are essentially accounts that the government gives us that allows us to invest with, within a tax shelter or actually, yeah, within a tax shelter. So you can have tax-free options or tax-deferred options. So what I suggest is that you try to invest in those options first before you go and invest in like a, in a non-registered account, which means you will ha have to pay taxes on all your gains. So what you do is you go onto the CRA website, the Canada Revenue Agency website, and you're going to see how much money do I have in my tax-free savings account, how much money do I have in my registered retirement savings plan, and if you have kids, how much money do I have to invest in my RESP, which is the Registered Education Savings Plan. So you look at all of those and you're like, okay, they're going to give me 6500 Hopefully this is not too confusing for all of you, <laughs> but I have videos on these accounts on my YouTube channel if you want to learn more about them. But essentially, let's, if I look at the TFSA, every year the government gives us $6,500. That's been the typical on average that we can invest through our TFSA. So I'm going to say, okay, I'm going to maximize my entire TFSA. Then I'm going to look at my RRSP and say, okay, maybe they're giving me $18,000 this year. I'm going to go and max that out. And basically, you, you want to analyze how much contribution room that you have in each account so that you are investing in the most tax-efficient way possible. Again, nobody wants to pay taxes. Like... Like the, they always say the, the term that in Canada or America, the two things that are for sure are taxes and death. And like if you can, the rich people are avoiding taxes by all costs. So us as the regular people, we should be trying to, to do the same. <laughs> OK, and then if you have exhausted all of those options, your TFSA, your RSP, your RESP, then I want you to look into the non-registered investing accounts and maybe even consult a financial advisor to see what would be the max, most tax-efficient way to go about uh, organizing your investments for next year. And also, one thing I want to know is that next year, if you're Canadian, there's a first-time home savers account that is launching. So if you do not have a home and you want to save towards a home, they're launching this thing, which is basically a hybrid between a tax-free savings account and an RRSP. So definitely look into that. They're estimating that the contribution room will be about $8,000. So before you go into the non-registered accounts, definitely look at these registered options that they are releasing. Okay, let's go on to number three. So number three would be to analyze your savings accounts and pick the highest interest rate option. So if you didn't know, there are these accounts called the high interest savings accounts. So typically we have savings accounts, but then there is this thing called the high interest savings account. And... The reason that they call it that is because they have a slightly higher interest rate than a regular savings account. 
So if you are saving for a goal, say you're saving for to purchase a house, instead of saving it in a regular savings account, you ideally want to save it in this high interest savings account so you can get the most amount of interest on it as possible. Um, but a lot of people have these accounts already. If you've been listening to me for a while, you definitely have these accounts. However, I want you to analyze these accounts that you have. There are lots of banks in Canada. There's TD, there's EQ Bank, there's Tangerine, there's Simply. There's so many banks, but their interest rates differ month to month, week to week even. So I want you to look at the account that you have. Are you currently invested uh, or do you currently have your money in the account that is giving you the highest interest rate possible? If not, what are you doing? What are you doing? EQ Bank actually typically has one of the highest interest rates around. And you can use my affiliate code if you want. I'll leave it in the description box. And I and if you don't want to do all the work of like looking at the different savings accounts, you can actually watch my video, which compares the different accounts and tells you which one has the highest interest rate possible. The bank is going to loan your money out at a incredibly high interest rate. You see the mortgage rates right now. So ideally, you want to make as much money of, off of them as possible. Number four is that I want you to do a deep dive into your debt. So look at all your debt that you have. Do you even have debt? First of all, because some of us don't. But if you're like me and you have a bit of debt, like my mortgage, I want you to look into all of the debt that you have. Do you have a mortgage? Do you have student loans? Do you have credit cards? Do you have a line of credit? Ask yourself what debt you have. And I want you to put it out on the table and write down all the debt that you have. One thing that often happens is that we have so much debt, we get overwhelmed by it, and then we just let it, we just let it go to the wayside. But the more logical thing to do would actually be to confront our debt head on and act like it's there instead of acting like it doesn't exist because it is there and it will continue to grow if we don't tackle it head on. So, of course, not all debt needs to be paid off immediately. For example, my mortgage, I am paying that off anytime soon, like anytime soon, but... Some debt does need to be paid off, like credit cards, for example, or maybe your student loans. So look at your debt and analyze what the interest rate is on each piece of debt, okay? So if your credit card is 19.9%, then that is something you need to pay off immediately because it's compounding very regularly and it can get uh, overwhelming if you don't pay it off soon. So again, don't act like your debt is not there. Let's make a tangible plan in order to pay off all the debt that we currently have. I will do a full video in 2023 about how to actually tackle your debt. But if you listen to our episode with Natalie, she walked through how she paid off over $70,000 in debt and she used the snowball method. So if you want to listen to that, I will also link it in the show notes as well. But it's important. Tackle that debt as soon as you can and make a plan in order to tackle it so it doesn't become overwhelming. The next thing... And another thing to note with that is that if you have a mortgage, for example, the Bank of Canada is increasing their interest rates so often. Like my mortgage, I think it went from 2% to like 5% interest <laughs> over this year. So they're continuously increasing it. And it's set, it's expected that we'll, they will continue to increase the prime rate until God knows when. So I want you to forecast this when you're preparing for 2023 as well. Like if your mortgage continues to increase and increase and increase, can you afford to keep this mortgage? Do you need to make more money in order to keep this mortgage? Do you need to have a side hustle to make these mortgages? These, these are the questions that we need to be asking ourselves. The fourth thing that, no, the fifth thing that I'm going to be at, the fifth thing that I'm going to be doing for 2023 is I'm going to be looking for tax deductions. So as I said earlier, 
ain't nobody want to pay taxes. I don't want to pay taxes, but it's a part of life. And now that I am what would be considered a high earner, I'm making six figures now, it's even more important to be looking for any tax deductions that we can find. And I don't know about you, but I find tax season extremely overwhelming. It stresses me out. Like, I, I'm not here for it at all. But when I start to prepare way in advance, so 2022 is coming to an end, I can prepare all my tax, tax information and stuff like that right now. So that in 2023, when it's tax season, all I have to do is send it over to my accountant and it's all done. But if I leave it for next year, I just know. I just know. It's going to stress me out. So I used to work in wealth management. And when I was working in wealth management, this November, December was a time where they were telling all the rich, rich people that, okay, this is a time for philanthropy. So if you go to a church and you want to give an extra offering, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it actually reduces your taxable income at year end. Uh, so any philanthropy, you can donate to a any charitable organization. If they give you a tax receipt, that can reduce your taxable income. A lot of people don't know this, so hopefully this helps you. Um, and also just look for tax credits because here in Canada and in a lot of other countries, there are lots of tax credits that are available for us. The sixth thing and the final thing that I'm going to be mentioning today and how I'm going to be preparing my finances for 2023 is I am going to be goal setting. I, if you've watched me for some time, listened to me for some time, you know that I am huge on goal setting. I have a vision board. I have tangible goals for like pretty much every aspect of my life and my finances are no different. So I want you to ask yourself these questions. How much do you want to make in 2023? Is it $100,000? Is it $150,000? Is it $50,000? Is it $200,000? What, what is your goal? You know, I went on a date recently, actually, and this guy actually asked me, what is your ideal household income? And I was like, this is a great question to be asking on dates. So I want you to ask yourself these questions. How much do you want to make in 2023? And of course, you want to set tangible actions that will help you get to that point, right? Uh, for example, if I look at myself, I'm an entrepreneur now. So if I want to make $150,000 next year, I know that 150 divided by 12 is 12, $12,500. So each month, I need to make $12,500. And to do that, I need to do two brand deals or three brand deals to get me there. So these are the questions, again, that you need to be asking yourself. If you are in a nine to five, obviously it's a little different, but say you make $80,000 at your work and your goal is to make $100,000 this year. What side hustles can you do in order to make up that extra $20,000 or what, or can you get a new job that will pay you $100,000 or can you ask for a raise at your current company? These are the questions. The next thing is how much do you want to save? So there are lots of types of savings, but ideally you want to save for an emergency fund and then all your other goals so do you have a house that you want to save for do you have a car that you want to save for do you have a vacation that you want to save for do you have a birthday party that you want to throw that you want to save for ask yourself all of these questions and then create a plan in order to get there and i will be releasing my savings plans very shortly you can use a link in my in the description to sign up for them as well so you can will be the first to get them but I want you to save for your goals. But again, it's not just one thing to say, I want to save $10,000 this year. I want you to save. I want you to say how much each month or biweekly do I need to save in order to reach these goals? That's the most important part. And also the accounts. 
personally, I like to have an account for each and every goal that I have. So I have an account for my emergency fund. I have an account for my house fund. I have an account for my car fund. I have an account for my trip fund, all of these things. So instead, uh, so my suggestion would be to open separate bank accounts or separate accounts within the same account so that you can do so. And you can do this through EQ Bank. Again, I will leave the link in the description box below. Another thing is for your goals. How many vacations do you want to go on next year? We want a soft life, right? Not a broke life. So uh, although you want to go on all these vacations, you still need to plan for them in advance. As I said, I have a vacation fund. I've had this fund for, I think since university, like I've had it for a very long time because travel is a huge priority for me, but I also will not go into debt in order to go lay on the beach. Like that doesn't make, that doesn't really make sense to me. So for you all, if you want to travel once this year and you know that the trip is going to cost you $2,500, start saving from now and set tangible goals in order to, or tangible steps that you need to take in order to get there. So the last question that you want to ask yourself is how much money do I want to invest in 2023? So let's say you want to invest $10,000 and you have 26 pay periods throughout the year typically. That is $385 that you need to invest every two weeks which seems pretty reasonable when you break it down like that. But you want to ask yourself, okay, now how am I going to get that money? Say I get paid $2,000 every paycheck and 385 of it can come out and I'm, autom I'm going to automate that transfer into my investing account. That's great. Now you need to think, which investing account am I going to invest in? So is it going to be my tax-free savings account? Is it going to be my 401k? Is it going to be my RRSP? Is it going to be my RRA? All of the accounts, you have to determine which one makes most sense for you. And lastly, you want to also ask yourself, okay, what am I actually going to purchase? Because the thing that I see very often is people will fund, fund, fund their account, but then they're not actually going to buy anything when they do that. So the last thing you want to do is figure out, okay, I have now invested, I now have the money in my investing account. Now what am I going to buy? Am I buying stocks? Am I buying bonds? Am I buying crypto? What am I buying with this money? And again, write all of these things down and set a clear plan to achieve the goals that you want to achieve. So that was a lot of information. I hope that it was very helpful for you to help you plan for 2023. 2023 is the year that I want to see us all winning. And next year, I actually have my accountability group that is launching. So if you would like to be a part of it, it's essentially a group where I help you stay accountable to your goals. You can sign up and I'll leave that link in. There are a lot of links I'm going to be leaving, but I'll leave that link in the description box as well so you can sign up. And essentially, I keep you accountable to whatever goal that you have set for the new year. So again, I believe in you. I think you can all do this and we can all win. 2023 will be our year of financial progress, financial success and all of that. I sound like a preacher right now, but yeah, I really think that we can all achieve our goals if we set our mind to it. And I'm here to help you if you need any help with it. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I can't wait to see you and get back in your headphones next year in 2023. We're coming back and we have so many amazing guests planned for next year. So I can't wait to speak to you again. Please make sure to leave a review if you have not yet left one. I really do appreciate it. It means the absolute world to me and it helps this podcast be seen by even more people. So thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you in the next episode. Bye. I hope you learned something that will help you not go broke. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening and share this episode with a friend. 
You can continue the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag DGBTPod. This episode was produced by Seldom & Co. with music by Wonder Girl.